Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sean, how you doing? The land of milk and honey and corruption. I think I heard uh, Scott Walker in one of your uh, intro bites there. He was actually here in D.C. this morning meeting with Republicans. Uh, Paul Ryan, the uh, Republican, ran with Mitt Romney, introduced him at an event over at uh, the Republican Club known as the Capitol Hill Club, just a few blocks from the Capitol. Oh, the Capitol Hill Club. He was introduced to the members. Is this this a private membership club? Well, now they have each party has a little club, a gathering, sort of a watering hole within about two blocks of uh, the House office buildings. One's uh, the Democratic Club and the other is called the Capitol Hill Club. But it's the Republican Club, yes. Yes, the Republican Club. Champagne wishes, caviar dreams. Oh, I don't know about that. It's usually it's used by both parties. Those locations for fundraisers and other. Yes, things fundraisers like and and of course those cigar smoking, a couple you of never little know. cocktails and never know. Oh, I'm sick of all these guys. You know, there's a great report put out today, an open letter to Congress uh, from Citizens Mandate, and they talked about. And I'm trashing Republicans here, so this shows that I'm more fair than people give me credit for. All right. And they talked about what Republicans ran on. They ran to end executive branch overreach, restore constitutional balance of power to the three branches, bring an end to the perennial unpopular Obamacare, stop the president's end run around Congress for executive amnesty, hold the executive branch accountable for a myriad of abuses of power, national security failures, both foreign and domestic, and put the interests of the United States of America first among nations. Then they gave him a report card. So what has the Republican leadership done with their power since January 6th? Well, they funded executive amnesty. Remember, they passed the Cromnibus, said they would do it with the Department of Homeland Security. They ended up actually funding the executive amnesty. They have continued Obamacare. Uh, They have done nothing to address security risks from illegal immigration. They ceded away the treaty power given to them in the Constitution to make this nuclear deal with Iran. They continue their excess federal spending. They've done nothing to balance the budget. They have undermined a face-faith agenda, they conclude. They've helped Obama in a bunch of other areas. And you know what I'm thinking? This this analysis is dead on accurate. This is why I'm angrier at Republicans than I am Democrats. This the only the- thing I would say is I, I get some of the points. I wouldn't agree with all of them. But I would say that it's a reminder that the most important part of any political formula for the success of your party is not controlling the Congress. It's controlling the executive branch. And you can talk about, well, they should end this or they should stop the president from doing that. Uh, You know, you look at the size. For example, right now, the House of Representatives is working on the legislative branch budget for next year. The total federal budget for next year is going to shake out to about, what, $4 trillion or so. That's we're almost at that point. Do you know what the total funding is for the legislative branch? $6.6 billion. Okay, so... Just think of the, uh, the how, such a small share. And I, and unfortunately, over the years, we've always talked about the co-equal branches of government, but they're not really there. And if you really want to change things, the important thing is to be in charge in the White House. And then you can just basically wave a wand and start getting rid of a lot of those executive right, here's kind of regulations. Here's the only thing I want to say. I, I agree with you that that is the bully pulpit of the presidency. And that's where my hope lies. If we're ever going to get the country to balance a budget, to fix health care, to become energy independent. give. But cho- I get that you want them to be like as uber aggressive as you possibly can I, be I, in I, this situation. Every single time it comes down to a choice where they fulfill a campaign promise or punt because they're fearful of being accused of shutting the government down. They punt. They protect. They don't want to rock the boat. They're afraid of being blamed. 
They don't want to take the chances that I think they ought to be taking and make the case that the country is literally, you know, suffering under this leadership and take a strong enough stand and make a compelling argument and an inspiring solution to what we could do to make things better. And I, I find I find this just quintessentially Washington or Washingtonian. That's all. I'm very frustrated by it. Roger that. You know, and you are, too, I think. I think you, 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 you've just gotten to the point where you expect it. You think well, yes, I do. I do expect gridlock. And that's uh, unfortunately, that's been just sort of the way things have been. We used to have uh, the, the Senate library. Unfortunately, they moved it years ago. It was just down the hall from where I am right here up and uh, tucked up in the attic of the Senate. And when things were quiet, I would go down to the library and just pull out a congressional record from any year and just start reading. And you just you'd be amazed at how we're just reliving history over and over again. And what taught me one great lesson was I pulled out something from this was post-Civil War. The Senate was tied up in knots. There was a senator from Florida named Yuley. If you've ever driven down I-95 and there's a little town in the north of Florida near Jacksonville called Yuley, it's named after him, former governor, former senator. He made everybody mad because he'd taken some bill and he'd, he'd added a railroad bridge onto it for his uh, home area, his district and his state. And everybody was mad at him. And he had tied up the Senate in knots. And it was a reminder that they were doing that stuff in the 19th century. They're still pulling the same stuff now. Our top story today is this New York Times piece on Hillary Clinton. What is the reaction in Washington? Uh, you mean on the, 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 I mean, the big thing here has been the issue in the courts today with the question of when will the State Department turn o or make public the emails that Hillary Clinton turned over from her time as Secretary of State. Yeah, stuff January 2016. Well, but that's what the State Department wants to do. But uh, uh, they, they proposed that last night in a filing with a federal judge. This morning, the federal judge in this case, and this is a, a, a Freedom of Information Act request that's been made in this case by a group called Vice News. There's a whole host of them. But this judge told the State Department, no, 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 you're not getting away with that. You are not waiting until January 15th of 2016 to turn over these emails. You're going to start turning them over as you approve them. And so he gave the State Department one week to come up with a schedule for releasing things, saying that he didn't think that all of these requests and all of these lawsuits should then be forced to wait until January of next year. Ironically, I mean, you look at the date, it would all come out on one. Can you imagine it all coming out on one date about two weeks before the Iowa caucuses? I mean, that would be to me that that would be something that the Clinton team would probably like because the document dump to say, oh, we're cleared. Exactly. And everybody and their brother would be in Iowa or New Hampshire. You know, you wouldn't be able to pay as much attention. It might get one or two days and then it would go away. So we'll see what uh, this judge, again, has told the State Department. No, he doesn't want to do that. He wants a rolling production. And next week at this time, we should get a better idea of what those dates might be. Well, we also have the revelation today about this connection with this other email account that both she and her lawyer denied existed, um, where she's contacted and connected with uh, Sidney Vicious Blumenthal. You know, I've seen some pushback from Democrats. I'm not clear on this one. I've seen some Democrats saying that this is not anything new, uh, that there really well, that's wasn't. That's true. A, that's, that, well, you know, that was my first thing, and then I read some other stuff. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. Regardless, it's a reminder of where we are in this whole email situation, that it still keeps perking along. The fact that she finally took some questions today in Iowa from reporters for the first time in four weeks and was pestered about that and other things. And instead of focusing on what she wants to talk about, you know, in terms of her campaign message, she's getting questions about the Clinton Foundation, about her emails and more. And uh, that tells me that it's still out there for the Clintons. I mean, the front page of the Washington Post today was one thing about 
her, uh, you know, raise uh, money in terms of how much she's made. There was a story about Bill Clinton. I mean, the stories just haven't stopped in recent days in the major papers, along with the New York Times piece today. Well, I guess the point is, is that and I think this this bears pointing out is that the the exchanges with Blumenthal come from a different email address. Two months ago, Clinton's office issued a statement claiming that she only used one email address when she served as secretary of state. And it wasn't the one that said Blumenthal used. So we now have a situation with both she and her lawyer denied the use of more than one email official address. Uh, that's wrong. So, again, was it intentionally misleading? Was it uh, was he misled, meaning the lawyer? Uh, and then we get back to the issue, will they clean their server site? Then there's a report today that, in fact, the Chinese and others may have hacked into her email. Maybe they have copies for us. Maybe we'll get them from the Chinese. Maybe they'll sell them to us. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we're not going to get, obviously, we're not going to get all the emails. They won't be turned over until next year is the word. I mean, we'll get some in the interim. But I don't know when this means we're going to have a hearing. Trey Gowdy, we haven't heard anything definitive from him yet about when he'll call Hillary Clinton. But he's been having his own problems just getting information out of the State Department as well. Yeah, I mean, and I think that the other part of this is that, you know, reports that the, in fact, that the White House Judicial Group got documents from the Department of Defense and State Department that showed the administration, including Hillary, knew about the Benghazi attack and knew it was conducted by al-Qaeda-linked terrorists. And uh, they knew it immediately thereafter. They found out that it was planned 10 days in advance. They knew that fact. So this whole narrative that they told us was just a, an outright lie. It was just fraudulent. It was it was phony. It was just not true. It's still it's still puzzling to me. I still don't get where that was developed and why it was put in there, because it's clear the CIA, while the CIA station chief had brought it up as a possibility, it was not what uh, uh, that person had briefed superiors back in D.C. about. And, and there's still there's no good answer as to why that was uh, brought up to be the main explanation. Well, I tell you, this this gets every single day. It's a soap opera of the Clintons. It just never goes away. Uh, so what else? No, is it doesn't go away. I've been covering them for uh, so oh, so many years. It doesn't. That's the whole thing. It's always there. And th the thing is, though, as I keep telling you, is they're able for some reason to survive stuff like this and emerge on the other side and keep going. And I just wonder, it's it's May of 2015. It's not like it's May of 2016. I don't know how long this can go on. Is there enough stuff to drag it out, or does it just sort of keep going like this I for a while? I think the problem and the difference now is is the honest, honesty and trustworthy part of the equation. She's not viewed as honest, and she's not viewed as trustworthy. So maybe there's an anointment going on, but, you know, Governor O'Malley's going full force with, with his uh, campaign, and uh, then the it was revealed today that Bill Clinton once said he could be president. Yeah. I have to I'm sort of puzzled that O'Malley's declaring his candidacy on a Saturday, he predicted, Bill Clinton predicted O'Malley would be elected president of the United States. And the AP is preparing a thousand-word story on comments, campaign sources tell Drudge. O'Malley is now one of Hillary Clinton's adversaries for the nomination. Well, we'll see. Hey, he's got a chance like uh, everybody else to uh, go after her so far. I mean, you look at this travel schedule for Hillary Clinton in coming weeks. I think she's going to be in Florida next week as well as South Carolina. She's going to be in New Hampshire this Friday. She's got stuff in Texas, in Missouri, and Illinois coming up as scheduled as well. Not only is she getting out there and organizing, but she certainly has a big jump, you know, head uh, sort of start on people like O'Malley and more.
going to be very interesting to watch. All right, so what else you got in the news today? Uh, let's see. Uh, the House is getting ready right now to vote on a bill on the legislative branch budget. Don't worry, there will be no pay raise again this next year for members of Congress. I think it was L.C. Hastings whining about it. Yeah, L.C. Hastings, the veteran Democrat from Florida, uh, who, uh, yes, some will immediately say was one of the few people that you could ever identify as having been impeached by the House of Representatives and then booted off the federal bench many years ago before he came back to get elected to the Congress. He said yesterday that members deserve more than $174,000 a year, but uh, nobody was forcing a vote on that, and there were very few people rushing to his side. The uh, one tucked away, one little provision in this bill, Sean, I don't know if you remember when it snowed a bunch this last year, the police actually told people not to go sledding on Capitol Hill. I remember that, they made a one-day exception. Yeah, they stuffed a little language in the report language that said to the police, hey, ease up, let people sled when it's a snow day. Uh, okay, and then when we get sued, I guess then the that's going to all go away at some we point. We can detail that later on, you're right. Yeah. Anything else going on? Any 2016 news today? Uh, like I said, Scott Walker was here today. Uh, we also had uh, Bernie Sanders put out a plan today to have free college tuition for everybody at Woo! public schools and universities in the United States. Well, I think everything should be free, don't you? All right. Well, you may, maybe you should make that your uh, your platform for I'm, 2016. I'm not running for 2016. I'll never run for president. 2020? Never run for any office. I have no interest whatsoever. Zero. You would. You even wouldn't vote for me. You told me you wouldn't vote for me. So I wouldn't want to run. No, thank you. Yeah, but you wouldn't vote for me. That's very different from you not. Oh well, yeah, to run. you don't live in my state. You're right. But if I did live in your state, you still wouldn't vote for me, would you, Jamie? <laughs> you never know if you were running for like school board or something. You <laughs> school board. You know what's funny? I mean, Hillary takes a question after thirty. She took a question. Oh my God, she took a question today. Breaking news oh. now. Well, that just shows you the, listen, real quick, as when you're a candidate and you're out there, I really think you can put the press to sleep by taking their questions every single day. I bet you if she stopped for four or five questions every single day, after a while, it would go away. Well, you may be right. I'm not so sure in her case. Did you see that uh, there was a, a post out there? Thank you for reaching out to Hillary for American Communications Department. We're in the process. Uh, we are processing your message and we'll route your request accordingly due to a large volume of requests. We uh, receive, please allow three to five business days for a response to media requests. Three to five business days. Wow. Yeah, well, most of my friends have been out there saying that you just get ignored. That's just the way it happens. All right, Jamie Dupree in Washington. Thank you. See you, Sean. Hey, want an easy way to update your house for the summer season? Blinds.com can get your home ready with the perfect, easy-to-install exterior sunshade. In other words, block the harsh sunbeams, reclaim your patio for the summer, and all the fun ahead, you can cool your patio off. Often uh, look great with the help of summer fun experts at blinds.com. And for this month only, remember, they always offer prices that crush any price you'll find in store. On top of that, they're going to give you right now at blinds.com a special 10% discount for this month. Just use the personal promo code Sean at checkout or mention my name if you're on the phone with one of their great designers and you enjoy an extra 10% off your purchase. And with blinds.com, there's no pressure, no hassle. Just helpful home decorating advice from a company that cares. Jay Steinfeld is the CEO. He writes every customer. So want 10% off? They're already low prices. Just mention my name. This month only. You always get free color samples, free shipping. If you fire up your webcam, your iPhone, your iPad, you're going to get a Blinds.com decorator that will help you pick the perfect blind shade shutters and drapes. Remember, on top of their extra 10% this month, they have prices that crush the prices you find in store. Transform any room in your home. Go to blinds.com, blinds.com. 
the newsmakers you won't hear anywhere else. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSTU.